Hi, Lisa Beyer here, and welcome to the Female Disruptors Office Hours podcast. For me, it is Friday, December 2nd. I cannot even believe it's December. And this is wrapping up an amazing week where I was in Miami at the Women in Web 3 Summit, and Female Disruptors was very present with a booth, the first time I've ever had a booth for my brand. I was a speaker, and Female Disruptors United We had Cassie Myler there and Allison and Ida Lourdes was there, Deborah Albert. And it was a very special week where I was able to meet female disruptors from around the world that we've only ever met in 2D via Zoom, but we felt like we've known each other forever. So in this episode, I thought it would be appropriate to share Ida Lourdes joined me earlier this year for International Women's Day, where she talked about fashion and technology, what she's doing, how she got started, and how she went from a career in finance to fashion. Today, Ida is the chief of fashion of Eyes of Fashion. Eyes of Fashion is an NFT collection, and they were on display at the Women in Web 3 conference, and we were very present last night at the WOW, which stands for World of Women Gala, and Ida was actually nominated for an award. So Mm -hmm. it was very, I was very honored to be part of that celebration last night and where Female Disruptors United. So Without further ado, let me introduce Ida Lourdes, her interview from International Women's Day, where she shared how she went from finance to fashion and disrupted her career for a chance to follow her passion. It's a big day. March is, we're celebrating women making history and I am here with Ida Lourdes and she is going to be talking about how she went from finance to fashion. And I'm really excited to have Ida here. So thank you everybody for joining us for Female Disruptors for this March event. We are celebrating women making history for Women's History Month. And today I have Ida Lourdes and she is going to be taking us on how she has been a female disruptor. She has gone from finance to fashion designer and she's located in Paris and I'm like, and I'm just obsessed with all of her bags and her accessories and her, her photos. So I'm just going to turn it over to Ida and she can take it from here. Hi, Lisa. I'm so excited to be here. I've been uh, listening to the female disruptors of the day and that is so inspiring this stage with all of you doing things like this. I think more people need to be onboarded, more women need to be inspired and, and, and motivated to kind of make a change for themselves. I, I feel that we all have it in ourselves, inside of us, to make that change. And I feel that most of us want to make that change. We sometimes just stay a little bit in our comfort zone, but I feel that sometimes, you know, we ask ourselves, what if, what if I try this course? What if I try this class? What if I just change my career completely. And I know it is a scary thought. I am not demeaning, you know, the, the effort that it takes and all of those fears that go into it, but it, it is so true. I was listening earlier when you were talking about how you started your own business. And I, I think that's so important because sometimes we feel, well, if I'm going to make that change, I'm just going to have to do it by myself. If I want the change to be meaningful and be in a way that it actually is deserving of what I want to do in life, then I'm going to have to make that change. And that's kind of like how I started as well, in the sense of I, I, I am originally from Puerto Rico and I was, I, I was born and raised there. I raised by my single mom and my aunts were also involved in in helping my mom do all this and it was not easy so I saw that I saw that struggle I saw her you know graduating bachelor's graduating master's I I remember all of those things and then I saw her just climbing up the ladder of the the corporate world corporate America And and I saw her frustrations I saw her wins there was definitely lots of wins too along the way but Definitely, I can tell you that I that first time I, I experienced what it is to 
see a woman in, in a corporate world just from when I was a little girl, just watching her do it and what, what, watching her frustrations and also her happiness when things were going her way. And that has definitely been very instrumental in what I've done just because, I mean, I, I felt that I felt that, that that need and that desire to kind of do something better because she had to. She definitely needed to do something because she needed to put plate or food on our plate. She needed to buy me clothes. She needed to, you know, pay for a good education, which in Puerto Rico, you, you know, you have to. There's not really a good public system. So, so those are the things that, that since early on saw for myself. So listening to you say, well, I just have to make it for myself. I feel that that's definitely true, that if you want that change to happen, you have to make it for yourself. Yeah, and, you definitely do. And I know that you were on my, you saw my interview with Jaffe, Joseph Jaffe earlier this week. And, you know, I kind of shared the similar story that, you know, I, my mom was a single mom growing up with my sister and I, and, you know, we had to figure things out and kind of like we're in survival mode, not even knowing that we're in survival mode. And I think that that builds character and you're, you're accountable and more responsible and afraid, or you see what, you know, what could happen, you know, going backwards. So you're always kind of like in that mode. Right, right. And, and it, I mean, and sometimes it's, it's interesting because I'm, I'm pretty sure if you ask my mom, do you have that, do you have that moment of thinking, what is it that you really want to do? And, and I'm pretty sure that her answer is going to be no. But, you know, when, one, back then, there were not places like this. There were not, like, women were not really talking about this. Women were just supposed to provide, be there as a mom there's nothing else that they could really do there was not really communities of women talking about this helping each other out that women tribe as we call it now did, did not really exist it kind of existed somehow but it, it didn't exist the way that we know it now so that's that's why I feel that you know places like this are so important that they exist and and it's also important that we take that 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 action and we invest in ourselves. Nobody's going to invest in ourselves. Like if I tell you all the investments I have done on myself, you will not believe it because it's important. Like you were mentioning also having a mentor. It's, it's important because we understand you cannot do this by yourself. There will be times that you're like, what am I doing? How do I really do this? What have I gotten into myself? And I've, and I've been through those, 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 those circles of like, just, you, you know, second guessing myself and thinking I'm really crazy. And I'm pretty sure, you know, people in my family think I'm crazy with some of the you know, decisions that I've made in my life. And at the beginning, they do seem like I'm it's crazy. And, and some of them, thank God, they have you know, played out well. And, and this is why I can now tell this story. So I grew up in a, in a practical household that needed me to go to college and basically have a practical degree, a practical career, something that will, you know, definitely be, I will be able to provide in a way that not, not the way that my mom had to, not in that way of necessity, right? So basically, even though I, I, I danced since I'm very young, I wanted to be a rock star, a celebrity. I wanted to, you know, be in theater. I did model theater, all those things I did. But always it was like, that's fine. And I know you do it well, but you need to go to college and you need to have a career that will pay the bills. And it kind of started at some point, you know, I remember hearing this story. She, my mom was a receptionist when she started, when she was still studying and she would hand out the payroll. And she said like, okay, who is the people that actually make the money to actually sustain themselves? And it was accounting, finance and, and careers like that. And that's why she studied finance and did her master's degree. And that's why she taught me that that's what I needed to do. So that's why I ended up being a banker for 15 years. And I loved it. I, mean, I, had, I, I really liked the market. And you're going to see now how this kind of is a circle and it comes back to the NFT and so we'll go into that. But it, I, it was not the career that really fulfilled me 100%. It was, not, it was not the place where I was going to be creative. It's not the place that I was going, I was not even going to be 100% me. It was basically a world full of men in suits. And, and, and the girl. And I remember being in a few meetings and 
like even people being like oh wow it's like it's very it's it's kind of like very important that you're in this meeting and I'm thinking well it's my project why would he even say that because I look young because I'm a female those little things like that and this is we're talking about like meetings with the Federal Reserve of New York and that was just so like oh why is she there you know, kind of situations um, and, uh, you know, either comments of like, well, you should just be a flower in the wall in that meeting. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But I can, I can imagine I've been in meetings like that, or, you know, being in like feel, feeling so isolated because like, you've heard me tell my story that, you know, I had a lot of tech clients and, you know, being in, involved in the internet marketing world early on and technology clients, and it's, it's primarily male dominated and, you know, that's how I met Charlene, who was the keynote speaker was because she was a speaker at one of these events that I first went to. And I thought, wow, like there's a female speaker who's a keynote, you know, like that's like really unusual. And she was just like, you know, kind of like my, my inspiration of like, okay, this does, this, this is, it's, it's possible to do this. And it's possible to, when I got invited to speak through Dana Todd, who was one of the speakers, I was like, okay, so now a female is helping a female, which is just like all very new and being in a professional setting that's male dominated. It's like, you kind of like, you appreciate, like you, like, I remember that 15 years ago, you know, that that was, that was somebody that helped me level up. Yes. And, and I, and, and this is, you brought up a very important point, you know, it, it, it doesn't end with ourselves. We have to continue that. We have to be able to be there for the women in our lives that you, you can see that they want to make that change. And, that, and that's really, I've always been sort of a team player, you know, super fan of girls and, and, and girls making it. And, and I feel that sometimes, you know, you need, be, you need people in your lives too. And we need to be together because I know it's a cliche, but stronger, you know, together we're stronger and, and it, it, is, it is true, together we're stronger. Together we can, you know, we can accomplish, you know, more things. We can definitely, you know, get, get to the projects that we wanna do. And, and, and this is where also the networking comes into play. And, and actually, you know, when we talk about career changes, that's actually how, that's how you can start. So uh, that's kind of going back to the, the finance and bank, I was in New York my last four years and I did after doing treasury and investments for a long time and risk management, I ended up in a position that was a little bit more kind of creative in a sense, because it was it, it had to do more with people skills because I was doing investor relations for the stock of the of the bank. So I was in conferences and I was in meeting people and, and, and telling our story. And I loved that. I actually loved you know, I could, I, could I could understand the numbers, but I could also talk about them. So that really gave me lots of pleasure to, you know, do that. But still, even at those conferences, it was the same thing. You know, people were just looking, you know, they were not look, they were trying to see what was beyond like the, the black long hair and, and this girl that kind of looks young, but she kind of looks like she's like knows what she's talking about. So it's, it's interesting because you, you, you end up in those circumstances and, and, and you're like, wow, it's, it, 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 you know, it's like, don't judge a book by its cover, I guess. It's, it's, you know, we encounter those situations a lot. And then uh, towards the end of, me, of my stay in New York, after four years, I realized maybe it's time for a change. I've been doing this throughout all the financial crisis, basically, I started six months before 9-11 in the bank. And I wow. can remember that day, like completely, because it was like, oh, like there's a fire. And then somebody starts like five minutes into it, people start, no, we need to get all the money now SAP to New York. So it's like, everybody's screaming. Everybody's like, I'm, I'm six months out of college basically. And, and, you know, like car portfolios and carpets and who do we need to send the money and what do we need to do? And then after that, it's basically 15 years of crisis. Right. One thing, totally. one thing after yes. the other. Yes. The, you know, like very stressful situation. But at that point, I, I didn't have a family. I mean, I was, I was married, but I didn't have a family. It was two phones, you know, calls at whatever hour, travels. It was hard. It was hard. And I enjoy I enjoyed it because it was at a perfect point in my life, but it was not sustainable. Definitely at some point, it, you know, something's got to give. And then at the end of that, 
I, I said to myself, and, and in the middle of that, I, I did my MBA in North Carolina at Duke, and I traveled for that too, from Puerto Rico. So it was a lot of strain on, on, on those few, first few years, especially in my personal life. And I had to make changes, you know, I had to make changes. And that's how I leave Puerto Rico, go to New York. And then at the end of New York, New York, you're exposed to this energy this, this, this New York is this city that, that, you know, you, you, you can be in a down day and you just, uh, you just arrive in, in Manhattan and everything changes. There is the land of opportunity is, it's, it's fascinating. And I, I remember just feeling all that. And I think thinking I am here and I should really like take advantage that I am here because maybe at some point I go back home or I don't know. And that's when I started thinking, okay, I am now too old to go to Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> Never too old to go to Broadway. <laughs> well, I can go to see the play, but I'm kind of old to go dance and 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 you know and 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 do pirouettes and things like that. But but maybe I can do something else that is creative. And I've always liked fashion. I always be very fascinated at how the process works. And that's how I started, little by little, just tiptoeing into the little world. Like I took a course in Parsons and I started talking to people that were, you know, in New York, you meet a lot of people that are yeah, either, yeah. you know, in the business, right? So you just start to talk, you know, with them and, and start learning what they do and, you know, definitely learning, like listening, listening, what are they doing? Other friends that were doing, you know, stuff. I think Natalie's on and, and yeah. she was also always super encouraging and, and, and there for me, like, yes, do that. I was even an extra for the following. I mean, come on. Aww, <laughs> that's awesome. So how do you know Natalie? So Natalie and I went to Duke. Oh, that's awesome. So that's so cool. We met uh, about 17 years ago. Yes. And, and since then, and we, and she was already in New York when I landed in New York, she worked in Microsoft for a bunch of years. Now she's in Austin, Texas. Yeah. So which actually she met Lisa Mayer the, the other day at, at Austin. And I saw Lisa for the first time in your summit in, in January. Oh, she's so inspiring. That's great. And I was in love. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was in love with the project and, and that's how I got into, into that. So the, after doing that, you know, finding myself, I, I asked my, I, I talked to my mom because she and her aunts were really good seamstress and, and I, I cannot, I can, I was not, I, I don't have that talent. <laughs> so I was like, could you help me? And we'll do it from, you know, San Juan, New York, we'll figure it out. You'll come here, I'll go down. So we started with a little collection of accessories, very romantic, more tool and sort of keys and dentel, and, and dentel got lace like convincing all the languages and lace and things like that so it was very different from what I do now that's how I started because at some point and this is how when sometimes the, the advice that you get it's good but sometimes you actually need to go with your gut I remember saying I want to do handbags and the first thing that they were saying to me don't do handbags oh I should not do handbags no 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 like start with something else and I understood them what they meant it's such a saturated market that start with something else start with accessories get your feet there feel yourself comfortable with what you're doing understand materials understand what is what do we need to do a collection a lookbook you know all of those things so I started just learning a little bit about that and I'm gonna share with you a little video that kind of encompasses all, all of those points but the thing is that that's how I started and at that point I've been traveling to Paris and I find love in Paris and that's why I moved to Paris and then I said okay I'm not going to work at the bank if I'm in Paris definitely it's time to leave that part of my life behind and see if I can do a fresh start in Paris and work in Paris try to learn everything that I can get whatever job I could I gave coffee to people I make coffee for people and I don't drink coffee and I had no idea how to do a coffee machine so I just did whatever I could. And I was a vice president at a bank. But I just said, if I really want this, I'm really going to have to work for it. And this is a new country, new language. It's, it's totally different. So you're, I was completely out of my comfort zone. And I had to go into what I call my Puerto Rican mafia, which is your network. So I went into my network in, Puerto, in, in Paris and I said, I need to find a job. And in between all those things, I had kids and all those things, but I was like, I need a job. 
in fashion. And a Puerto Rican friend of mine was the one that said, I have a contact and she has a contact that I think works in fashion. And I'm like, fine. And that's how I get my first real fashion. Yeah, that's so awesome. And, and that's kind of like how it rolls into that. And then at some point after a few years, I said, I knew about a competition in New York about handbags. And I remember thinking, I want to submit at some point a sketch. And I even think that the first sketch, one of the first sketches I worked it with Natalie, she was actually here at that point too. So it was great. So that first sketch was turned down. Second sketch turned down. Third sketch. So that I've already been in Paris for a few years, like five years. And the first sketch, I mean, that third sketch finally gets selected into the competition. So third time is a charm that actually happened. And that is what just changed like the rest of it. So I'm just going to play, I'm going to share my screen and play a little video about that. Share. And so you can kind of see a little bit of the story. Can you see it? Yeah. I think I can kind of like, and here we go, and we play. So cute. That's Natalie on the, on the bottom. I'm going to stop sharing here. So yes. that is kind of that review of, you know, what, what I was going through the, 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 those moments. And I thought to myself, well, if, if something happens out of this, then maybe I can keep going because you need to set those little milestones at some point. You just need to kind of go little by little. So first I brought my network. Then I said, okay, maybe if I get into this competition, I said, I'm going to be able to get some reputation and be able to just, you know, continue my way. Because at some point I realized if I keep giving, you know, coffee and selling wholesale international in, in sales in, in Paris, it's going to take me a long time to get there. So I, I was, I felt ready. I, I did digital clients. I worked for other designers that came from Puerto Rico, from here. So, and I was at a point where I said, okay, I'm ready to, you know, I've been helping so many people along the way that I just need to now help myself. And when they, when, when that competition, it's Emily Blumenthal in, in Independent Handbag Designer Awards, she calls me that I was selected and I'm like, oh, I'm in. And she's like, yes. And, and she's like, and you have to make it back in 15 days. And I'm like, oh, okay. So that, that category was very special because it was a category about self-love from a designer that was a winner a few years before, Amy Kestenberg. And it was, that's why, you know, this, the me, like me, myself and I became kind of the center stage and the transformation. So every, all of my products somehow transformed themselves because it's how I've transformed my life. And that first bag, which is, you know, the rockstar of the, of the brand was multifunctional bag and you could be belt, crossbody, neck, all, all those things. And I went to New York and it was such a great experience 
making the bag, you know, going through the awards. And I was a fine, I was a top five finalist, but I didn't win. So, you know, it was the first time that I go, okay, well, I didn't win, but something was special. The feedback that I received was special. So I knew I just had to keep going. And that's one in a million doors that have been close to me or even people that are like friendly to me that even like me. They're like, yeah, yeah, we like it. We'll help you, you know, and it's fine. That's totally fine because there's, you're going to encounter people like that all the time. People are also busy with their own lives. So you just got to keep going, keep going and, 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 it will, and it will happen. And then you, you just have to kind of lean into that network again. And then I thought, okay, so I am a Puerto Rican in Paris. So I need to kind of like work on that angle and, and grow that. And that's how I, that's how I started again. And after two, it took me two years to finally be able to manufacture the bag. And, I, and this is in the middle of the pandemic. And in the middle of the pandemic, I had a last digital client and I said, I, I need to really do this. So I started dancing again for Instagram because I need that was my release every all the family was here in this apartment in Paris so it was a very special moment in my life very stressful moment in my life very creative moment in my life and and that's how I started and I we started making the bag then we made a second bag then we made you know accessories that were related like you know like all the things that I'm wearing and we just kind of kept going and then we have to think about that story and I'm going to share a little bit of how I did that. Ada, the, you know what, can you, I don't know if there's anything you can change because we couldn't hear the, the sound on the last one. Do we need to hear the sound on this one? Oh, no, no, no. It's just a, okay. It's, okay. You, oh, it's a shame that you couldn't. I know, the, I know. Uh, maybe because I am in the headset. I mean, in the AirPods probably. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, yes, but it's, you, it's in my Instagram, you guys can go see it. So I wanted to just, go through kind of that little bit of that creative process. And I'm going to open this. You are seeing my screen, right? No, oh, not no, yet. No. Okay. So I started thinking, what is the, what is it that, that you just, you have to go into that special place. You have to go into that place that makes you feel that is totally you. Otherwise, the story is going to be very dif difficult to portray it. So that's what I did. You know, what are the things that I that I truly love? You know, and I started making making a, a vision board, but it was also manifesting what I wanted this to be. And I know sometimes I was really the manifestation. Yes, it works. Manifesting is such a strong and powerful tool that you can make that you can start, you can even do, if you're a writer, write it. If you like, you know, doing collages like this, do collage. If you like drawing, draw it. Now that we have it, the digital world, you know, there's a million things, but just put it out there. Put it out there because it will help you. And it, it has something to do with the, one of the speakers was talking about like having that process in your mind yes. and that organized process. So that, it helped me a little bit, kind of ambition. Why did I want this brand to be? And that's where the pillars of the brand Rock Dance Love came about because I want, I want to rock at everything I do, but I also want you to rock at everything you do. I want to, you to dance it up and let go. And I want you to love passionately and effortlessly. You know, I, you know, so that's kind of the things that I wanted for myself, but also the things that I wanted to share with my clients and when whoever was going to be a fan of the brand and was going to you know, be interested in what we're doing. So it really came to me from that kind of passionate, from that passionate place. So, so I, I encourage everybody to just go through these exercises, go and pick those adjectives. It can, sometimes they say it could be, you know, five, but it could go all the way to 50. Think about all the adjectives that make up your brand, that make up what you want to do in your life, what you want to, you know, like give out to the world, what you want to present to the world. And you will see how little by little, the thing is gonna like just transform itself. It's just going to, by little, you're gonna see how it has shape and it has a form and it actually has life. And everybody that I kind of work with has always been also people that I trust, people that have been in my circle. It's very encouraging and supportive. Like my logo is done by my best friend from childhood. Here I've started to also make, you know, very good friends. 
So it just, it, it just, you surround yourself with people that, you know, want the best for you, want to help you, and that you actually want to help them too. Because definitely, you know, when two people are working together into something, even if there's two projects, three projects, whatever that is, great things can happen. And then, like in nothing, then this brand was born. And in a, in a year, we made all these photos, we made 13 products. We, you know, we, 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 we did, we played a story. We told a story about, you know, just making it out there for yourself, you know, feeling good about yourself, feeling that rock by, but also kind of, you know, being very inclusive of your friends and inclusive of the people that you want to be surrounded with. And that's really one of what I wanted to do. And then I always believed in me and I believed in that bag and I believed that they could do better. So we went into a an award in Italy, and finally we get the award that she deserves. So you see, at some point it will come. Definitely, at some point it will come. And you know, eleven. I mean, uh, one year later, we have you know, you know, people that now can talk about ourselves. My clients are, are you know super supportive, and 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 I feel that that it's it's in, it's, in, it's it's amazing to just see it. It's just incredible to see that this was all done it's really one year but it's really all the story that became that started you know from that little girl in, in Puerto Rico banker New York and you know all those things and then it comes to this new world of the web3 and you know the blockchain and the metaverse and I been listening to it but I didn't understand it for a long time I, I couldn't really grasp like, okay, what, but how would, how can that be part of my business or how do I even, you know, get my feet on it until finally I come into a community that brings me those tools. And that's why it's super important to just go through those tools, you know, I mean, go through those communities. Like I, I've noticed that people want to be part of something. People want to be part of something that is bigger than themselves people want to help and be you know in, in an effort of something that the giraffe tower by gary henderson clubhouse i was listening to clubhouse every night i was listening to clubhouse every night and at some, can you hear me? I think yeah, my you, internet came Yeah, out. you cut out a little bit. So um, do you want to stop sharing your screen or are we still looking at oh, stuff? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can, well, we can go into that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little later. Okay. Well, you I'll can keep sharing your okay, screen. So I, okay, I was listening to Clubhouse and I found myself in this room and I started listening. And why it caught my attention at first is because this person that was talking lives in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And I'm like, but he's, but I can clearly hear that he's you know, American from, from, from mainland. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And who is this? And that's what just became so intrigued that there was somebody talking in Clubhouse that lived in San Juan, Puerto Rico, my hometown. <laughs> and I just wanted to learn more. And little by little, I started learning more. And I started joining this community. And at first, I didn't understand many of these things and like some of the things that we're speaking about like the discord discord is where where it all happens you know and I and I saw that you just share your discord so to the people that are listening discord it's kind of like I, I, I for me it's like a whatsapp that has more capacity and we're all in there together and we're building communities in there and we're finding out about different communities we're sharing you know, stories, we're, we're, we're sharing, you know, situations, we're sharing projects. So at first it's a little scary because you don't know what's going on and you kind of know that it comes from gaming and I don't do gaming. But then once you go into it, you know, like it took me a few months to really open myself into that going, you know, being there. And you know, how, now I how, cannot, how long yeah. ago was that that you first discovered Gary and started joining his community? Was that this 2021 or... Yeah, it was May, May, May 2021. Okay. okay. Uh, May 2021, I think, is the first time that I heard him. And I think it's when I actually downloaded this for, for the first time. But I downloaded it. I made a, a profile and I never touched it again. 
<laughs> for the whole summer. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was very busy at that point too. I was traveling back to Puerto Rico. I had a few events there. I had a big production and, and I was just, okay, I, I need to focus on this production now. And a lot of things happened in between that. So at, at that point, you know, he was launching his creator coin. And, and I remember buying like the very first coins that they were out there. And, and that's when I kind of disappeared from the community. But then when I felt ready, to go back like I really want to like give this a shot I really want to be part of this community so I think it was basically late November around Thanksgiving that I finally went back in and started to listening more again go into the discord right on the discord feel comfortable in the discord that's where and we met I, you remember yeah. that's where we met and, and, and it yeah. felt like when I first visited his coffee 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 with Gary that it's when it felt like you had just started because I remember you telling your story. So I think I might've been there that morning when you were saying I'm from San Juan because I remember that whole conversation. Oh my God, even because I I remember when you came in to talk about um, the the summit that you did in January and that's why I was like blown away. I'm like, I got to see the summit, definitely. I I want to see what it's all about. And that's, that's exactly when I started to like put my feet like, there every day so every day I go and join you know every day that I can I go and join and listen to what you know what other community members are saying and the big thing about this is that you're going to go in and out of different communities but there will be communities that will make you feel comfortable that will make you feel that you want to learn from them that you make you feel comfortable because you want to in this new space especially we're talking about web3 you want to feel comfortable you want to feel that you're not, you know, that you're in a place where you can create and that you can learn in a safe environment. And I, I think Definitely. that was really instrumental for me. And that's why I, I was, I'm very grateful to, you know, Gary and the giraffes and all the community. And I know Lubna and Dr. Ali are around there to listening to us. And it's been wonderful to meet other people, to meet other people in the space, other women that want to create, that want to put themselves out there that want to, you know, do different things and also that want to collaborate with each other, you know, like what we're doing today and, 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 and things like that. I think that's very important. And that's how I, I fall into the NFTs, part of the utility of being in that community that you get to learn from NFTs and you get to learn about projects. And I started learning and you can see on the screen that my part of my collection that I've acquired since then. And, you know, my, my first one is the baby giraffe. It's not in the photo, but now I have my adult giraffe. And then I just started going from there because I started finding other communities that were kind of speaking the same language, were in the women's space, women-led space, supporting women, women support, onboarding women to come to the stage, to the space. And I started a little WhatsApp with my girlfriend, Natalie included, and I started teaching them what I have been learning at the community from Gary. That's great. So yes, and now there's, you know, we have a few of them that are, you know, investors in all of these great female projects that are out there and, 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 and all these projects that are about creators and how you can actually be part of this, this movement, like, you know, like Gary and the giraffes do. So I, I'm, I feel finally in a place where my finance background, you know, com- just crashes in a very beautiful way with the fashion and the creativity. And I finally feel in a way that I want to keep growing. I want to keep learning. And the other day, I, somebody was saying that, oh, I, I met this woman that wanted to teach, you know, I don't know how many amount of women, this and that. And I'm like, I like that. And I started thinking, I want to teach 100,000 women about NFTs. I want to create content that they will understand, that they will feel comfortable. So like this this photo on the right is basically a book that I'm starting to, you know, write a little guide, like an ebook of like how, you know, the one-on-ones that you could do about, you know, NFTs and to feel comfortable little by little as to, you know, what are the projects? How do I mint a project? What is the secondary? You know, all of these things that, you know, that, that, that are very bizarre the first time that you hear them. And then once you start like learning and you're like, okay, this is something that is it's nice. 
It's definitely. And so to learn from other women, you know, getting into the, the whole NFT Web3 space is, is super helpful. And it's just, I have to, we have to give a shout out to Gary because, you know, he, he supported the first female disruptors virtual summit. He's how we met. He's how Lubna was on here. Dr. Ali, Natalie wouldn't be on here. I wouldn't have connected also with a you. Giraffe, actually, Natalie has giraffe too. Oh, cool. Kennedy's on here. How, I mean, what are the chances that I'm going to introduce my daughter to you and, you know, you're helping her get an internship possibly, or just talking to her about an internship in Paris, yes. internship in Paris. Like, like, like the whole world, you know, and, but to Gary's credit, I mean, he's bringing, he's attracting females and supporting females, not just females, but you're feeling comfortable going into his community. Natalie is, Lubna is, and Dr. Ali is, and look, you're in Paris, Lubna's in the Netherlands. Where's Natalie? Natalie's in Austin. Um, in Austin. Dr. Ali's in the States, but I'm not too sure. Dr. Ali, you can put in your chat where, where are you located? I don't know why I don't know that. Because I know but some it, of the other where they are, but not Dr. Ali. I don't know why. The I was going to say to that that the other thing that that has happened with, with some of these things is I, I, you have a con- encounter, you know, people like women. Oh, I, I know what we're talking about the women led. So the other day, I, I, I was selected as a curator for the Hawks Accelerator of Randy Zuckerberg. So now she's trying to build, you know, after being in several other projects as a collaborator, she's trying to build her own thing and they wanted creators. And it's interesting because the metrics were like, it could, it should be women led, but it doesn't have to be women led. And I started immediately thinking about, you know, Gary and the community because obviously Gary and his wife are very present in the community, but the majority of the community are female. And, and what is interesting is that it's our female that really feel very comfortable in that community, really feel comfortable sharing their lives, their projects. And that's why it's very interesting that even though it's not, it's not you cannot say like it's women, not the whole team is women yeah. led, which also happens to many of the projects that are here in my screen. They're not entirely 100% women led, but it's interesting because we also think about, oh, it has to be women led and it has to be women, but it's sometimes we don't pay like the right tribute to also the men that are actually right. helping us. Totally, totally, yeah. I mean, Gary's been a huge supporter and I didn't realize that there was a majority of women, you know, within his community, I just kind of felt like it, I have, you know, you, you have more experience than I do with it, but yeah, we have to give him a shout out for sure. Yeah, definitely. No, we're very, we're very, very thankful because we would have not met and I will not be in NFTs in, in something that, you know, passions me as, as, as passionately <laughs> as design. And obviously I'm not going to leave design Design is going to come back, but I took a break for the winter because I really wanted to learn, you know, again, invest in myself, get, get, get courses, get more certifications and be also an, a, a, an investor. Like I feel that one of, that's one of the best ways to invest, invest in projects, learn about them, go through the process, basically, and advise some of the projects too. Which brings me to the middle, the middle picture, the grid is a project in Puerto Rico called Hibaros, which is also a generative PFP series, but it's based on the culture of Puerto Rico. But the project, what is interesting, so what we do is we educate people in crypto hangouts, virtually or, press, or, or in presence. And we go through people that are young people that are old that just come because I don't have a wallet. I don't know how to do it. I want to learn. And basically in that session, maybe it can be in a pizza place or it can be in the Discord if it's virtually, they're learning about NFTs. They're buying their first NFT and kind of feeling proud because, oh, this is about my culture and things like that. But also we want to expand the project to be what is called cultural influence generative series. So we're onboarding other regions and countries like Slovakia, like Venezuela, like even like the, you know, the hipsters of Paris, which are called the Bobo Paris, the hipsters of Brooklyn, New Yorkans in New York. So we're trying to see how we can expand. And we have already a few teams from all those regions to kind of like build this. And the way that it will work is that you will then partner with your local businesses in all of those regions to create the utility that you're going to offer your membership. So, so that's another of the things that I've been doing 
and and how I've been just learning a little bit more by trying to then advise and help a project in, in my country to to make it to get out there. Well, Ida, it sounds like you are. Doesn't sound like you are so passionate about what you're doing, and just you know the the getting into fashion was just the first step into like helping women and helping with you know level the playing fields like the same mission and vision it sounds like that we have with female disruptors yes i mean i'm so happy to be a female disruptor you are a female disruptor you are (laughs) thank you for being one we you know we need female disruptors and we need also female disruptors that are like like gary who's helping females level the playing field so he's an honorary um, honorary female disruptor yes he he definitely is he definitely is so we'll have to give him an award for sure Mm -hmm. so we're we're close to time, but just tell me, like, what are some, if you had a couple takeaways, some actionable, actionable takeaways for the future of female disruptors and what do we need to do this year and moving forward? Definitely invest in yourself. That's the first time, like the first thing. It's interesting because when, you know, we have been sort of marketing a little bit, all of this, you know, that our talks and things like that. And, and it's interesting, the feedback from people, because Sometimes women don't don't see the how tangible is this knowledge. It's it's not a handbag that they're buying. Like let's put it that way. It, it could be easier for me to sell a handbag than to sell a course about you know making yourself better. And that we need to change. We need to change that that mentality because you need to invest in yourself. Was because investing in yourself is what's really gonna get you there. So I feel that that's one of the best things that we need to do. And it could be because you're spending time in YouTube or it could be because you find somebody like I found somebody that, you know, is interested because he was in my hometown, but then I, I like what he was saying. So it, 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 you're going to go through different people and you're going to feel, you're going to find one that you feel comfortable listening to and learning from. And I think that's something that we don't take time for ourselves. And that's the same way that we should get a facial or go to the doctor and those things. We need to invest in ourselves. We need to get the the knowledge or the skills that we feel that we need to make that change because it's not going to happen by itself. It's not going to happen by itself. Yeah. And I think to add to that is to invest in yourself, but it's not always going to be in your comfort zone. So that day, that morning, you know, 5 a.m. Eastern time is early for coffee. And Gary does that every day religiously. And the chances of me being there are like really low. (laughs) And I made myself (laughs) go there that morning at 5am. And you happen to be there that morning at 5am, like, you know, so that that is like how things happen. So I I mean, I just think like that was out of my comfort zone. And I've gone a couple times since then. And I want to make myself go more because I do get a lot out of it. So it's not always going to be exactly on the schedule that, you know, is ideal for you, but it's out of your comfort zone. And that's going to help you grow. Yeah, for me, it's at 11, which is great. When I, went, when I go to Puerto Rico, I miss coffee. And it, yeah, I am there, but I'm, <laughs> I miss coffee. Uh, yeah, I, I actually, I haven't met Gary in person yet, but I'm coming for you, Gary. <laughs> I don't know if you're listening, <laughs> but I will, uh, next time I go, uh, I, will, I will try to meet him. The, uh, that's, that, that's discipline. That's, that's, you know, he knows that he needs to have a community he knows that he has a community that is that is there so he knows that 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 he needs to be there so i i feel that that's very that's something very that's something that is you have to be you have to admire it definitely and i and i feel that that is something that he's doing that for for himself because he wanted to build that community so it's the same thing that we're talking about it's just different you know you will do what it fits better for you but just take those, those, take a little time to think about, okay, so it will take you time. You don't have to make changes. Like you don't have to transform yourself in a day, right? It, it can take you, you, it could take you some time to feel comfortable, but the first thing that you could do is take that first step. Just take that first step. Like listen to that conference, you know, go to that conference if it's now in, in person, you know, read whatever blog, you know, that are, you know, talking about that or, 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 or watch any social type of channel that is actually, you know, helping you or listen, you know, helping you kind of get somewhere you, that you want to be. 
And you'll see that when you start seeing the little, little advances, one day you're just going to go all, all in. Yeah. And it will happen. What, what do you do to help like keep yourself balanced from a mental health standpoint? What are some of the tips that you can offer? I dance. You dance. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I dance. Like I, I, to the point that if, if you go in my Instagram and you check the dance section, it's mostly was done during pandemia. And I needed it. Now I needed less because we're not in pandemia. You know, we're busy, but we're doing other things. But definitely when I feel that stress, I dance. And it's either like I put a video and I dance or I go to a class in Puerto Rico. I'm part of like the hip hop moms. And I love going there because they, they, they meet like three times a week. How fun. Yes, yes. I would love to find my hip hop moms in Paris. Um, so I, I would I would so think I can, you'd be able to find hip-hop moms in Paris easier no yeah maybe it's just I have to I have to I have to I have to do that I have to venture out at some point and, and even like I've always wanted to like do a little you know not Zumba but like a little class you know 80s I'm, a, I'm an 80s girl <laughs> you know, so like you that know, sounds I think, awesome I think it would be cool yeah yeah Kenny and I will be there Yes, I can't wait for you guys to come here. Yes, definitely. I I can't wait. And that's that's talking about Kennedy. I mean, I, we have such a great conversation, and it's so nice to be able to help out other 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 young people. Like I didn't feel that I had that when I was that age. Like I just had my mom telling me that I should go to college and do finance. I didn't have anything else. I definitely there was no social media. There was just MTV and things like that. So I feel that, that that's important. Actually, tomorrow, I don't know if you have seen, there's this new model, young model that she has Down syndrome and she has just been featuring Victoria's Secret. So she's from Puerto Rico and she's coming tomorrow for her first time in Paris. And wow. I am going to meet her and we're going to do some things on Friday. And when they call me, I was of course, I mean, she's like, you know, schedule some things for her. And I'm like, you got it. So we're going to do a few things. So stay tuned. It will be very nice. And, and, and she has, she, she is an example of somebody that is, you know, didn't, didn't, didn't say to herself, I have a limit. Yeah. That, 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 that word limit doesn't exist in her vocabulary. And yeah. she has physical limits. And she said, no. And she said, I want to model, I want to model. And I've, I've been listening and seeing her story for quite a few times because she's in the runways in Puerto Rico for the last few years. So it's, it's incredible. And, and she's young. And, 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 and so for me, we didn't have that. So we have to help the next generation, definitely. That's amazing. So Ida, thank you so much for being a female disruptor and for sharing your amazing journey and story from finance to fashion. I love hearing all this and I'm glad we're connected and we're friends and I feel like I've known you forever. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so, so much. And I, yeah, I am your friend and I will go visit you soon at some point. And I hope you and Kennedy come here and we can do some adventures in the city of Paris. For sure. For sure. Well, namaste. And I will talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Female Disruptors Office Hours. If you want more, please check out our website at femaledisruptors.com. We are hosting the second annual Female Disruptors Virtual Summit in January 2023, and I would love to see you there, femaledisruptors.com. Thank you so much to our sponsors, The Buyer Group, Goat Social, and Social Media Pros.